Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Biden's meddling in Ukraine was much worse than what you're being told. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty. Normally, Saturdays from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. But during football season, I do make way, and I think it's a fair compromise. So I am only on for an hour today, so we've really got to jam-pack everything in here. And there's one thing that I happen to have done a lot, a lot of research about that is in the news this week, and it's continuing to be in the news. And I thought I'd give you a little backstory on it because it gives the lie to what you're hearing in the mainstream media right now. So this is the story about the whistleblower saying that Trump had conversations with the president of Ukraine repeatedly urging him to investigate Joe Biden's son, who sits on the board of an energy company there. And the question is, did Trump offer a quid pro quo? As in, does U.S. aid to Ukraine depend on this guy doing Trump's political bidding? Now, this story, I think, has several wrinkles, and I'm going to get into them, but Right out of the gate, I'm thinking what Biden did in Ukraine was way worse than what anyone is talking about right now. And I want to get into that and then talk about why I think this story is focusing on what it's focusing on, even though that's not the real deal. So it's a little complicated. As a matter of fact, uh, Binkley, I want to ask you, my producer Binkley is here, of course. Uh, how you doing, Binkley? Fantastic. How are you? That's great to hear. I'm great. Now, when I when this the Ukraine the Ukraine story first emerged in 2014, which is before your time on this show, right? Yes. So I spent week after week talking about it because the story, and I've told you about it, and I've referred to it on the air. It comes up every once in a while, so. If I'm missing any major details or going into too much detail, you'll have to let me know. But the bottom line is, and actually you're going to like this story. It's right up your alley because it's, it reminds me so much of the Epstein case mm-hmm. where there it's a complete Democrat scandal. And somehow they're trying to pin it on Trump. I mean, doesn't, the, doesn't it ring like that? That's how they do it. Yeah. I mean, it's just so funny. And it's it's like not only do they get to make it look like it's not their scandal. They make it look like it's Trump's scandal and then that he's trying to make it look like it's their scandal. Like that, It's going to turn out that way. It The hypocrisy is mind-bending. <laughs> it really is. And my, so people are going to like this show because I'm going to illuminate that a little bit, what's really going on. But what happened back in the day was in at the end of 2013, the democratically elected president of Ukraine, Yannick, not yeah, Yanukovych. Um, 
Yeah, Yanukovych, for whom Manafort works for like 10 years. He worked from 2004 to 2014. This guy Yanukovych was the, there, there was a lot of corruption in Ukraine, but this guy was the, to the extent any Democratic election is legit, he was the, the recognized elected president. He was going to cut some deal with Europe. He was going to be more Europe-looking. Ukraine is one of those countries that kind of straddles Europe and um, Eastern Europe, Asia lies between Europe and Russia. And he, but instead they were having financial problems. So he cut a deal with Russia where Russia was going to buy a lot of the government's, the Ukraine government's bonds, which means gives cash to the government and drastically cut the price of gas that Russia was charging Ukraine for their winter. So that was a good deal and it was the right thing to do for the country. Well, we did not like that at all. And our assistant secretary of state for that region, Victoria Newland, and the ambassador, our ambassador to Ukraine, Jeffrey Pyatt, cooked up uh, with a lot of other people's help a coup to get rid of that guy. They were trying to get him to cooperate. They were trying to get him to resign. But ultimately, they just ran him out of town. And Putin, no doubt, had somebody somebody leaked the phone calls these guys had with each other plotting it. And I, and it must, I mean, I assume it was Putin who leaked it, who recorded it. And you probably remember there was this scandal because in the, one of the calls, Victoria Newland says F the EU, but she really says it. Right. So that's all you, do you remember that coming out of the mainstream media? Yeah. She was using the F word before Beto was using. Yeah. It. She was using the F word before it was the, the elite thing to do. Yeah. Well, but that it was so great because it gave them complete cover to have this shocking thing like, oh, this the important part of this phone call is that she used the F word, which is ridiculous because I have a few clips from this phone call and it's not the important thing at all. So so what they did was they uh, generated an uprising protest in the Maidan. And the reason I believe that we were behind it is, A, these clips I'm about to play you, or will play you during the show, happened before, they were released around the time of the Maidan uprising, but they happened before it. I don't, it's hard to find the exact date, but uh, the uprising was in January, the leak was in the beginning of February, and I, I have seen before that the call was at least a few weeks old by the time we got the leak. And there's there's also a video of Victoria Newland making a presentation to Chevron executives saying how she spent five billion dollars of U.S. taxpayer money to change the political regime in Ukraine. Now, this is clearly an energy play. It's clearly our government working for the interests of big energy, even against the interests of Europe. And there was another clip, which I don't have today, but. You can find it. it. I think it was the Estonian foreign minister talking to a high-level EU official saying we have some disturbing news. It appears that the both protesters and the police who were involved in these violent clashes were shot by the same snipers. So think about, do you gather the implications? I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and what, what's the, what does that tell you? That it was a false flag. <laughs> Somebody was trying to stir up trouble. And they ran the democratically elected president out of the country by charging him with murder. And it was based on that stuff, which he definitely didn't do. I mean, that was just a way to get people fighting. If everybody thinks the other side's turning to 
uh, you know, homicide, they're going to react or panic or whatever. So it was very, really sinister what happened. And so when I read in the journal today this quote of Giuliani, I really had to laugh because he says, let's see if I've got the exact quote from Giuliani. He says, uh, it says, Giuliani, the president's attorney and political attack dog, said on CNN Thursday night that his ongoing efforts to pursue Clinton took him to Ukraine. Uh, First, he alleged without evidence that the Democrats were behind the effort to discredit Paul Manafort. Uh, (laughs) But then, yeah, then things turned away from Clinton. This is a quote. In the course of investigating that, I found out this incredible story about Joe Biden, that he bribed the president of the Ukraine in order to fire a prosecutor who was investigating his son. This is an astounding scandal of major proportions, which all of you have covered up for five or six months. This is the news. This is the news. Meanwhile, Biden was instrumental in a bloody coup that chased the democratically elected president into exile where he remains in Russia. And we have evidence of that, which is being covered up for five years. So you want to hear it? I'd love to hear it. <laughs> I'm enthralled. Okay, so I feel like just getting right to the punchline, and then we'll play a few of the backstory clips afterwards and replay this one. But, Rachel, I'm about to play clip four. So this is this is the kind of punchline. The previous clips, which I'll play at the bottom of the hour, go into, like, demonstrate what they're really up to. But this makes it clear that there is a reason to investigate Biden for more than just trying to get a prosecutor fired, if you wouldn't mind clip four. We want to try to get somebody with an international personality to um, come out here and help to midwife this thing. And then the other, the other issue is some kind of outreach to Yanukovych, but we probably regroup on that tomorrow as we see how things start to fall into place. So on that piece, Jeff, uh, when I wrote the note, uh, Sullivan's come back to me, uh, VFR, saying you need Biden. And I said, probably tomorrow for an attaboy and to get the deeds to stick. So Biden's willing. So they need an international personality to make this seem legitimate. To midwife this thing, I believe. To midwife this thing, right? To midwife this thing. She says she's already all over that. She's got Biden. This was in this the leak. So that was Jeffrey Pyatt, the ambassador to Ukraine. Could you imagine the ambassador from the most powerful country in the world undermining your government? He let that guy in his house, you know? And uh, Victoria Newland, who's married to the guy who runs the Brookings Institution, by the way. And I don't even know if the Congress people know this because I met somebody at the Brookings Institution around this time and I said, boy, can you believe those tapes of Newland and the coup of Ukraine? And he's like, what? He, he looks sick. He looks at me like, What's, what are you talking about? I said, you don't know about that? So these people are in an echo chamber. They don't get it. So so this was, in fe- this was leaked in February, and Hunter Biden got that job on the board of the oil company in April of 2014. So two months after this, and that was the same month that Joe Biden went to Ukraine for a follow-up. So all this stuff was happening at the same time, and it reminded me of, 
If you look into Obama's backstory, Indonesia had a coup, a U.S. very bloody coup that the U.S. was instrumental in and then later backed the government, the post-coup government. And during that time, right after the coup, maybe a year later, Obama's stepfather, Lolo Sotoro, had already been working for the government as like a map maker, maybe. But then he became a liaison between that government and Union Oil in Indonesia. So I think if we're doing like energy related coups, you got to have somebody you got to have your people on the ground in there just to be able to speak individually you know everything's digitized you don't want everyone having to talk on the phone knowing that these calls are heavily populated i don't know so that was the kind of punchline and then i'll give you a little more backstory after the break this is monica perez monica perez i'm not interested in fantasies i'm interested in reality on 95.5 wsb atlantis news and talk getting georgia groovy I hunker down to the bulldog boogie Next morning I pack my pride I fix some vittles up southern fry I hit the road, it's time to ride Go dogs! All right, we are back. Uh, I have a prize pack. A pair of tickets to Star Wars and more. The music of John Williams with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra on Saturday, September 28th at Ameris Bank Amphitheater in Alpharetta. First to call 404-741-0750 gets that prize pack. So Binkley and I, we've been talking about this latest thing, trying to take Biden. Uh, actually, it looks like they're trying to take Trump down with the Biden scandal. And I feel like we could we could play a game where, like, how many Democrat scandals are they going to try to pin on Trump? That'd be fun. Yeah, and I, and there was a Democrat scandal that isn't getting a ton of press right now, and I am wondering if they are going to be able to figure out a way to make it Trump. It's this Ed Buck. It's a terrible story. I mean, I think a lot of stuff's fake news. I don't think this is fake news. This is a Democrat donor in California who has some kind, apparently has some kind of fetish where he likes to inject people with meth until they're close to death or maybe even dying. And two people have died of overdoses in his apartment. And the third or fourth person was OD'd and did not die. But that that was the last straw. They only finally arrested him. Do you know what he does? He well, prevents them clean. from huh? getting help. Oh, he yeah. He, like, kicks them away and watches them. The one guy, he was cutting them off, and he finally broke out and got to a phone because Ed Buck would not let him call for help. Well, that's uh, that's the... That makes me think it's like those snuff type fetishes like where they asphyxiate each other yeah and people do sometimes die that way but i don't think they want to you know but these guys one the first person who died had kept a diary that said he got me hooked on this he won't let me leave he uh it i'm scared i think i'm gonna die and he would target economically vulnerable African-Americans, from what I can tell. I don't know what these other two victims were, but the two who died were one of the guys. Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. He gets people who need money. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what his angle is, but I, I have I don't know if they'll just ignore it in the news or try to make it a Trump thing. I don't know. But boy, do I have more on this Biden stuff. Just wait till the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Think about the victories, humming those 
Waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty. Saturdays from 3 to 6, unless I'm making room for Georgia football. So today I'm on from 1 to 2. And we are knee-deep in a very important conversation about the real backstory of Biden in Ukraine. So what's in the news right now is that Trump supposedly asked the president of Ukraine repeatedly to investigate the possibility that Biden got a Ukrainian prosecutor fired because that guy was looking into corruption at a place where Hunter Biden, his Joe's son, was sitting on the board, a big energy company. Now, the real story, the real corruption in my mind People are outraged that he would do this, that Trump would do it, that Biden would do it, depending on which side of the fence you sit. But for me, what people are not talking about is Obama, under the Obama administration, orchestrated a coup of Ukraine, bloody coup that chased the democratically elected president out of Ukraine for making an economic deal with Russia. And in the aftermath of that, his assistant secretary of state, Victoria Nuland, and the ambassador to Ukraine installed their own government in the place of this guy and got Biden to help them legitimize it. And shortly thereafter, Hunter was put on the board of this company. So to me, the interference in their politics, as well as what looks like either an inside man, Hunter was either an inside man or he was profiting. It's probably more likely as an inside man. So I'm going to play the clips that lay out what I just explained, but I'm going to tell you why I think this is all happening. We are going to continue to do business with Ukraine and maybe things, maybe we're going to take a next step with Ukraine right now. I don't know. But Ukraine is in basically a battle with Russia because not all of the regions went with the U.S. coup government. So some of those regions resisted. Crimea voted to join Russia. Russia did not annex Crimea. Crimea voted to join Russia. And after they did that, you know, there continues to be stress in Ukraine between Russia and the U.S. coup installed government. So to the extent that Trump is at the helm, when we continue to support this anti-Russian government over there, how are you going to explain that if he's a Russian shill? So what you do is you set him up as having some kind of personal quid pro quo with the Ukrainian president. So they can say, well, Trump just he's a deal maker. He doesn't have loyalties. He doesn't have principles. He doesn't have sides. He's a deal maker. He wanted to get reelected. So he doesn't care about Russia per se. He'll make a deal with anybody. I mean, that's the way he that's the image that is painted of this guy. Right. So that's why I think it's for that. I also think there's another reason I think or two other reasons that there was a thing under Obama called Operation Insider Threat where they wanted to really muzzle whistleblowers. This is not good. You want transparency in government. If somebody in government sees that it's working outside the legal processes, abusing power, you want them to come tell they work for us. The people who are abusing government power are criminals and need to be outed. So Obama couldn't get it done and got in trouble when he tried. And if if Trump is portrayed as being attacked by the deep state, this guy's supposed to be a partisan deep stater going after Trump. Republicans who normally are skeptical 
of government and would not want to muzzle whistleblowers are going to say, what is this guy supposed to do? He's got to protect himself. You know, we're going to fight fire with fire. That's not good. And there was another mention of the when when can executive privilege be trumped by Congress? And I think so this is going to bring that issue to the fore. And I think the answer is going to be not so much that executive privilege is more powerful than we currently understand it. So these are the these are the big government policies I think are going to be served by this, that we're going to continue to support Ukraine or maybe even escalate our support for Ukraine in opposition to Russia. The executive privilege item, which I think will end up being strengthened and muzzling whistleblowers, I think will also be strengthened. So let me lay out for you how this coup really went down. So again, my producer Binkley here, I'm going to, I'm going to play this and you, if you don't understand it, let me know because it was an elaborate story. I've done numerous shows on this, but several years ago. So my, I'm sure people don't remember. Uh, Rachel, if you wouldn't mind, let's start with Clip one, I'm going to it's it's Victoria Newland, the assistant secretary of state and Jeffrey Pyatt, who is the at this time, the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. Let's hear clip one. I think Yats is the guy who's got the economic experience, the governing experience. He's he's the guy, you know, what he needs is Cleach and Tani Book on the outside. He needs to be talking to them four times a week, you know. I, I just think Cleach going in, he's going to be at that level working for Yatsenyuk. It's just not going to work. So Yatsenyuk did become prime minister right after that. And he was he she's saying like he's a puppet. He's a face job. And Klitsch, who is a famous boxer, but he's also a politician in Ukraine. He is from that moment till this moment, the mayor of Kiev, which is where this stuff is going down. So. He's so she's saying Klitsch is powerful, but he's a string puller. He's not in the face of the government. That's the boxer. Yes, there are two boxers and one of them is also a politician. Wow. And a comedian's their president. Yeah. Now, but this Klitsch was very powerful and I'm sure still is. He's a legitimate guy. She's saying he's he's got the kind of power to get people to follow him. The other guy she's talking about, Tani Book, Tani Book, however she calls it. He's a card-carrying neo-Nazi with, like, swastika-type logos and stuff for the neo-Nazi party. What is going on in Ukraine? I mean, that's what... I don't know. I don't remember... You know, I did used to know a lot of the backstory there, but there is a neo-Nazi thing over there, and and it, it has been for decades. You can go back even to the assassination of... The Swedish Prime Minister, I just read a, or last year, I read a two-volume book that was very dense about uh, the the power and the existence, anyway, of, of neo-Nazi parties over there. I mean, they do exist, and it di- I don't know about what our stuff all looks contrived to me, but their stuff may also be contrived, but it's definitely real. There are people who are into it, and he's one of them. He's a leader of that, and there's pictures of him, I think, with McCain, maybe even this chick. It's messed up. So she's just saying those are the three guys who are going to stitch Ukraine together for us. And then so let's let's keep going. Let's listen to the second clip. It's clip two, Newland clip two. One more wrinkle for you, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, can't remember if I told you this or if I only told Washington this, that when I talked to Jeff Feltman, 
this morning. He had a new name for the UN guy, Robert Seri. Did I write yeah. you that this morning? Yeah, okay. I saw that. He, he's now gotten both Seri and Ban Ki-moon to agree that Seri could come in Monday or Tuesday. Okay. So that would be great, I think, to help glue this thing and have the UN help glue it. And, you know, the EU. Wrap your mind around that for a second. The United Nations is helping her glue an illegal bloody coup against a recognized democratically elected leader of a sovereign nation. It's That's just, mind-boggling. I, I, I can, I believe the UN does that. The way that she just talks about this so openly and with such arrogance. Yeah, just casually. And don't forget, she is the wife of the guy who runs or is the most prominent person at the Brookings Institution. So if you think these think tanks, CFR and stuff, it's just theoretical. There's the clip of Hillary going to the CFR and saying, oh, I'm so sick of going to New York for the mothership. Thanks for opening an office closer to me in D.C. Yeah, there's I mean, the clip of them laughing about breaking up countries. Yep. Well, people don't know that. I can't. That that's from a propaganda report. Yeah, they 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 laugh about it. These think tanks laugh about that. But uh, so there's one more, and this really, I'm going to play two more because I'm going to replay the one that mentions Biden. But the third clip demonstrates so when people say russia was wants to expand and annex crimea look i understand that russia did approach ukraine and did make them a better deal but isn't that how it works isn't that a legitimate i don't even believe in countries really making deals with each other i'm more of a private market (laughs) person but the the idea that that russia started this Maybe maybe there's a whole nother layer to this onion. I don't know. But it sounds like we're the ones starting it and Russia will react, I think is how they say it. So uh, clip three, Newland clip three, please. No, exactly. And I think we've got to do something to make it stick together because you can be pretty sure that if it does, if it does start to gain altitude, the Russians will be working behind the scenes to try to torpedo it. That's what they're doing. Fair. I know. And this is what's really hilarious about all this is that the story this week in the newspaper is that we are meddling, that that Ukraine is meddling in our affairs, in our politics. It's mind boggling. Story in the Washington, in the Wall Street Journal and, and across mainstream media. So let's just play this last clip one more time. This clip where it is crystal clear that if Biden was ever up to anything in Ukraine, it is a lot worse than getting a prosecutor fired. Let's hear Newland clip four. We want to try to get somebody with an international personality to. Um, come out here and help to midwife this thing. And then the other the other issue is some kind of outreach to Yanukovych, but we probably regroup on that tomorrow as we see how things start to fall into place. So on that piece, Jeff, uh, when I wrote the note, uh, Sullivan's come back to me, uh, VFR, saying you need Biden, and I said probably tomorrow for an attaboy and to get the deeds to stick. So okay. Biden's willing. I mean that that's what's going on and if you if you Who did she say she asked if they needed Biden? It was just I don't know. That sounded like guys. the way an agent talks about an actor. I don't know. 
but she uh it's i I didn't look at it's been a long time i don't know the names of all these people i was gonna look into it sullivan ferry blah 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 but they're all insiders they're either at the in dc or at the un so the upshot though is if you or i should say if you want more backstory actually so this is why i don't think that it was maybe russia was doing the dealing but when you go back chevron when you if you you can look at the youtube video of victoria newland at chevron saying talking about how she spent a lot of money changing ukraine and making it better for chevron So, so if you want to know what's really going on, how far back it goes back up to that video, I don't have time to play it right now. We are going to wrap it up after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Everything she said was true. She knew. Nobody believed her. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. We're wrapping it up. We'll be back next week with a full show, September 28th, 3 to 6. And uh, Binkley, I know you wanted to... You had some local news about a matter that is near and dear to your heart. What's going on? There's a place called Relapse Theater that's off of 14th Street. It's a comedy theater. And it actually just recently, a couple weeks ago, it won the award for Best Comedy Club in the City, Critics' Choice from from Creative Loafing. And then shortly after that, they found out that they're going to, they're getting kind of pushed out of their building. And... It's unfortunate because it is truly a crown jewel. There's no place like this place anywhere in the country, and we're still keeping our fingers crossed, hoping that it can that it can survive. If you have never been there, you should go there. It's an experience unlike any other because of the way they treat people, the attitude is very entrepreneurial. It's very it's empowering, and some it's a of pla- the listeners might have been there for your astronaut university show. Some of them did come there, and I, it's. Look, it's hard to explain. You go there, you feel a certain way, you feel like you're at home, and now the place is kind of being shut down, and it doesn't deserve to be. It's is a little... there any chance that it can move or be saved? You know, we always keep hope and possibility. <laughs> I think that there, I think that there is. I just think that people need to know about it. I think the community needs right. to know that this is going on because this is one of the most important places in Atlanta. And where is it? It's off of 14th Street near Atlantic Station. All right. Well, you keep us posted if there's any call to action or if it's going to be resurrected and maybe we can give it some support. That would be nice. So thank you for that. And thank you all for listening. And you can hear us again next week right here on WSB. And you can also listen to our daily show at thepropreport.com. This is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.